Hey, I'm Scotty Park from DeWalt Racing, and you are listening to The Podium. This is The Podium, where we celebrate the best in the world of motorsport, and we're joined right now with the driver of the DeWalt Commodore for Team 18 in the Supercar Championship. I'm speaking, of course, of Scotty Pye. Scott, thanks so much for joining us on the podium. Hey, mate. No problem at all. A great weekend for you. It was the first podium for yourself, for the new team, and for Team 18 as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's uh, it's nice to get that first one. A bit of a uh, monkey off your back. I think that uh, the team was relieved and, and just really happy. I mean, it's... Uh, a tough championship, so um, you know to get a trophy is no no easy feat. So for us, I mean, to get in the first race of the weekend just really set us up nicely, nicely. And uh, yeah, I think the the you know the the atmosphere and everything really needed that lift as well because certainly with the the things going on in Australia and globally with COVID, it's it's kind of uh, you know there's a lot of challenges out there, and especially at the moment for for you know, particular few in our team who have made the sacrifice to to leave home and come away. I guess on this this. Uh, tour of racing uh, means that they've left their family behind and um, yeah so to, to be able to get a trophy early in the weekend after what's been a pretty difficult five or six weeks since we, we left Victoria um, was, was really special so that was really grateful to get to do that. Now it didn't come easy as well there's a few issues in that pit stop as well with your teammate wasn't there? Uh, yeah there was we had a really late call um, it was actually a master stroke really by, by my engineer so late call to make the tyre change to the soft tyre from a hard tyre instead. That was our plan, which meant that uh, it, it put the boys under immense pressure and we didn't actually have the tyres ready as such. And because it was then also a double stack, my teammate had come in just before me. Um, so, you know, in those in a double stack situation, the pressure, pressure is really high. Um, and also with a safety car, when that happens, I mean, you're, you're genuine, generally um, not as prepared as a, a scheduled pit stop. So um, then you throw in a late tyre change in there as well. Um, and uh, and yeah, it was it was very difficult. But at the end of the day, uh, my engineer seemed confident that even if we rejoined in last but had the right tyre choice, he could back me to come through the field and get us a trophy. And that's that's what happened. I mean, I came out um, back of the train, and uh, he said, well, "If you go now, go <laughs> go past everyone." So we passed seventeen or eighteen cars and and um, got on the back end of that podium. Yeah, well, you made the move on your teammate in the late stages of that race. When did you think a podium's an opportunity here? Oh, I mean, you know, Frosty started the race on soft, and there was a few that did as well. Um, and so it was kind of an alternate strategy for us to put them on in the last in, but it was, you know, it ended up being okay because the safety car was so early. It gave me a longer opportunity on the soft tire to, to get an advantage from it. But, uh, I mean, there's no... There's no uh, no point in the race where I knew it was secure. Is you know, there's a lot of cars to pass, and uh, and it's you know, there's no one really in the in the category that's that's easy to do that on. So until I got uh, into third, I kind of just never never stopped pushing. I wanted to, you know, my engineer said at one point, with 16 laps to go, um, I think I was three seconds off of third. So he was telling me to take it easy. You're going to get there. You know, it's a matter of time. But for me, it's like you don't want to leave anything. Um, wondering so I wanted to you know just get there as soon as I could and once we got there it was good we were able to conserve a little bit to the end of the race I'd rather get there get in that position earlier than, than leave it too late so um, yeah all in all I mean it was a great race it was good fun coming through the field car was really fast and across the whole weekend actually our our race pace was very good we struggled a little bit in qualifying but um, yeah I think we were able to show that our car was quite strong over a race distance and it was the first event back for Charlie Schwerkot as well uh, what did he have to say to you after the race? 
No, he was very happy. We had, uh, yeah, I mean, for, for Charlie, it's been, of course, a very challenging season. And as well, then you had him not being allowed to come to the events because of the restrictions we have on, on staffing. Um, you know, it's been, been tough. And uh, so for us to have him back at the event first time since the Grand Prix um, was special. And then to go and cap it off with the team's first podium as well. Um, yeah, it is definitely a good moment. Um, there's a lot of firsts in the, in the team as well. We had that day. I mean, my, my number one mechanic, it's his first ever podium. Um, we've got quite a young bunch. So, you know, that was a, a real good confidence boost for everyone. And, and yeah, I mean, of course, they have Charlie there as well. Makes it makes it special. It would have been a real shame if he missed out on, uh, on on being a part of, you know, the whole atmosphere and everything that comes from, from getting a podium. The podium celebrations this season have been quite different with everything that's been going on. Uh, how did you manage to celebrate? Have you had a chance to celebrate in the days after? Yeah, we did on Sunday night, which was good, but it, it's definitely a little bit um, bittersweet when, you, when you're up there because they only allow uh, one of our crew members to come down to the car. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's strange, to be honest, because we're kind of isolated together for the last six weeks. We've been... 14 of us have been traveling around Australia um, and yet, you know, you go up and get a trophy and, and you're only allowed to have one person there because of the social distancing and everything. So it's a, it's a bit of a bummer at that point. But, um, yeah, when we got back to the garage, it was awesome to see everyone. And then, of course, Sunday night, um, my crew particularly were out, um, you know, celebrating. And, uh, yeah, but they're, they're, they're um, I guess, short celebrations now because we're racing this weekend. So we're already, uh, you know, preparing for this week. Um, I'm at the track today. So Frosty and I'll head out there this afternoon and start um, our prep with the team for this weekend. So, you know, it ends up being you know, back in memory pretty quickly. Um, but it's, of course, important to, um, you know, appreciate those moments still. Yeah, now it almost didn't happen because you were involved in a mountain bike incident while you were riding with SVG <laughs> while you are on the Gold Coast. Talk us through what happened there. Yeah, we were out. <laughs> Actually, I was riding an e-bike. So Shane has an e-bike and... So I was up in Queensland without any equipment or anything. So I went and hired um, an e-bike. And then, uh, yeah, we were out riding in the rain. And um, I went down on a on a rock. And it wasn't a, a big crash or anything. To be honest, it was probably a pretty silly crash. It was climbing. And um, I went down and hit my knee on a, on a rock. Um, it was a deep cut. Not, not overly spectacular or anything, but it was very deep. And uh, I'm... I'm not the um, the most cautious person, person, so I, I wasn't even interested in rinsing it out. Shane actually gave me his camelback, so I poured some water in it, um, put a Band-Aid on it, and um, that was about as far as my level of care went for it. And um, we kept riding for about 45 minutes after that. It was quite sore like uh, initially, but then it got it got really bad. And obviously, it, um, the patella, the kneecap had like suffered a fed fair hit so there's there's a, a bit of uh, trauma underneath it once I got the ultrasound and x-ray obviously wasn't wasn't ideal but uh, the worst part was it got infected so the cut in hindsight I probably should have cared for a little bit more um, but yeah the, the swelling of my knee was ridiculous and the heat that was coming from it um, so I couldn't couldn't really walk around at all like two days after um, so I contacted the category doctor and he told me to get to the emergency hospital in, I sent him a photo of it and he said, yeah, it's quite a severe infection. So I had to go to the hospital. I thought I was going to be there for a couple of hours, get some antibiotics and go home. And uh, they told me that I was going to be in for two days and on the IV with it because they were worried about it. Um, but luckily, after the first day, I got released at like 8 p.m. the next night. They gave me a double dose and sent them away. So um, 
yeah, it was. It, it just blew out of you know. It was a, such a stupid little crash. Uh, didn't care for it properly. Should have done, and uh, and it bit me. So yeah, twenty four hours in the hospital, and and then I was out. But uh, still having a little bit of drama with it now. I can't kneel or anything. You know, little things like we went fishing with the team the other day, and I, I took a need of reel in and heard it again, and it's like yeah, it's just silly. Oh, <laughs> but gee. it's uh, not affecting me in the car, so which is good. Yeah, so in the car you were fine though. Yeah, nothing in the car. It's really only if I'm if I bump it or yeah. It's um and it's a slightly different shape now, so yeah, that's okay. It's character building. Character building, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and <laughs> this season, of course, tires have been one of the huge talking points. What have you made of the rule changes? Uh, you know, for the condensed season and going forward, do you think will be something that should be implemented next year? And and what do you think? Yeah, I'm a big fan of what's been happening with the tyres. I know some people aren't, but you know, I think it's it's been the most cost-effective way to make the racing exciting. And I think that for the fans back home as well, um, you know, it has been really good racing. So it's mixed up the the front end of the field. It's not just the biggest teams with the biggest budgets anymore that are winning because you know I think everyone gets tired of of seeing it's like Formula One. Really, the only teams that are going to win and generally genuinely the the ones with the biggest budgets and, and sometimes that's a real shame. I think at the moment this has been a really cheap, cost effective way to level the playing field. Everyone's given an equal opportunity at the start of the weekend with a different different um tire set and how you play your cards is up to you. Uh but then at the end of the weekend there's a, a round winner, um, which I think's great that's that starting to be celebrated more as well because that shows who who's managed the whole weekend the best. Um and then it gives opportunity to, to others as well to, to snag a trophy um here and there as well. So yeah, I, I'm I'm all for it. I think it's been great, um, and really, it is a at the moment uh, the way things are. I think it's important for the fans to be getting maximum enjoyment while they can't attend, and also us be able to offer value to our partners. Um, and that that means everyone in pit lane be able to you know show their potential rather than being handicapped, I guess, by you know being a smaller team that may be as well financially stressed with the COVID situation. And yeah. You made the big move this year to Team 18, which expanded to a two-car team after a lot of years at WAU. What have the changes been like for you? What have you noticed that's different compared to all those years at Walkinshaw? Uh, I mean, I've changed through a few teams now, and, and every team is different. It all has it. They all have their um, nuances. But I think that here I'm, I'm really impressed with the leadership. I think that, you know, from our team manager, um, well, starting with, with Charlie, I mean, his, his attitude and, and work ethic seems to really flow on through the through the group and then uh, you know I think that he's put in a great team leader as well with our team manager um, you know so I think that for me was the very first thing I noticed anyway when I went into my first meeting um, was Charlie's attitude uh, the atmosphere in the in the group and um, and then now having been a part of it for so long I think that you know we've got a pretty young young energetic group that um, wants to learn and yeah I mean it's uh, yeah like I said very different team to team um, but I've been, been pretty impressed since I joined this team, especially, you know, because of the situation. There's been some really challenging times, and I think that brings out a lot in people. That often shows um, maybe where the cracks are, but it's been been pretty impressive to see how much everyone's really, you know, stuck together and, and particularly on the road here, got along and been able to get the job done. Yeah, well... It's only been a few months since the season began at the Superloop 500. Then, of course, we know what happened at the Melbourne 400. Talk about how you've been affected by this whole COVID situation because you run a video production company and I'm sure you've been affected greatly with everything that's been happening. Yeah, I mean, I've 
you know, it, it, a lot has changed. Obviously, now not being based in Melbourne, I'm on the road. It's uh, it's been challenging, but um, I'm I'm like yeah, Benny, one of the guys who works for me. He's uh, he's pretty much picked up the reins, and, and he's doing an amazing job. And and you know, obviously with uh, the production company, we not only um, film, but we also edit um, content and create content using digital animation. So we've actually still been able to keep ourselves very busy even during this lockdown period. We've just had to adapt and change maybe the way we're servicing our clients. Um, you know, we still uh, provide content to um, categories and race teams and things like that. So we're able to provide results and, and you know, a bunch of different um, ways of still providing them with content uh, that aren't using actual footage or we're, we're reusing post footage. Uh, some of the other things that we had planned have obviously had to be postponed. Um, so there's been, uh, you know, times where right now it would be nice to be out shooting, but of course that's not the situation we're in. So, you know, we're still fortunate in that our, part, our, our clients have postponed everything. They're still, uh, you know, pretty much everything's going to go ahead. Um, but it's uh, it's just yeah been been postponed. But we're we're really lucky that we're still servicing our um, the same contracts. Uh, we've been lucky we haven't haven't lost any, um, which has been great. And I think that you know that's a testament as well through relationships and and you know I think times right now it's it's really nice to see that our clients are still um, kept faith in us and and I guess trusted that we can adapt and find ways to still service them without actually attending you know, the shops or, or uh, events and things like that. So, yeah, it's been been different. It's been a, a massive period of adapting. But um, if anything, it's, you know, it's, it's probably forced me to fast track some of the things I already wanted to do with, with my business, with one my media um, and the way I run that. Um, and then also make sure you realise, you know, and appreciate um, the setup that I have at the moment, the way it's structured. Um, but, yeah, racing is something that, has now taken my full priority, um, which is is good. Uh, now we're finally racing regularly, which is great because really for the first five weeks we were on the road, we only raced once. So it was a difficult thing for me then to, you know, manage between One Man Media and racing when I wasn't really racing, but I then also wasn't able to contribute much to One Man Media either. So I think right now I'm able to just focus solely on my racing. One Man smoothed out, we've got that under control and that's going really well, which is, is nice, um, and then I'll just get back to Melbourne when this season's over, and hopefully we've got plenty more trophies in the truck to bring home with us. For sure. You mentioned adapting there. Supercars has done an excellent job at adapting to the situation. One of the things that they did during the period where they couldn't race was start up the E-Series. Uh, a lot of drivers had mixed opinions about the E-Series. What did you make of it, and had you been a fan of it before the championship? Uh, not really. I mean, I hadn't really been exposed to it that much. I know some of the other drivers really were involved in online racing. And uh, for me, it was something that I'd done like a fair while ago for a little bit of fun or, you know, in my time in Europe, I, I spent some time on a simulator learning circuits and things when, you know, for instance, you travel around Europe and have not been to the circuits before. But uh, yeah, this was a new experience for me and it was, you know, it was, done, it was an amazing effort from supercars. We had the full Foxtel crew. We had the same uh, supercars crew producing and running it. Um, so it was really, it was put out there to the fans at the same quality as our, our actual racing. And I think that's what, you know, they deserve a lot of credit for. That's a, a big ask to, to switch from being a, a company that runs live real sport to then an online e-series um, and do it so professionally. And then the racing was awesome as well. All the drivers started taking it serious, as you'd expect. I mean, we're all competitive, so 
even though when I started on it, I absolutely sucked and I needed to, I had my work cut out for me. We all, we all put that effort in because none of us like to lose. I think there's a few that started off assuming it was going to be a bit of fun and they didn't really take it too serious. But as soon as you get beaten once or twice, we start to, that attitude changes. Um, and of course, our sponsors as well were able to get really good benefit from it um, to show, you know, show them on TV still and get them coverage. I got, you know, I opened, opened my eyes, I think, a bit to the fans as well. Um, I, I streamed a lot online. That was something that for me I wanted to try and embrace. And I guess like we said earlier, it's it's about adapting right now. And for me, online streaming and, and, um, and all of that was something that I became quite passionate about and really enjoyed and engaging with the fans and trying to grow, I guess, that fan base whilst we couldn't or at least continue to, to grow it or, or service uh, my sponsors as well with some value. Um, during that period, that's what Twitch uh, did for me. And yeah, I had a great time doing it all. I think if we didn't do that, I think the category would be in a lot worse position. Um, and that, yeah, I mean, just shows um, how impressed some of the people are that are running this, including our, our own teams individually. Yeah, you mentioned streaming. You're one of the guys that's really yeah. heavily involved in new media. What do you think supercars should be doing? Because we've seen Channel 10 walking away from the next TV deal. What do you think they should be doing going forward to attract more fans to the sport again? I think things like they're doing at the moment with making the racing more exciting for one is extremely important. The racing and the show is the most important thing. I think that sometimes people forget that we are entertainment as much as uh, competition. And I think that's what some of the competitors need reminding of as well sometimes. I think that um, you know the, the ones that aren't enjoying or, or the, the drivers and teams that are complaining about the situation right now with tyres and stuff, I think it's forgotten the fact that we are an entertainment um, for people. And particularly right now when, when things are tough in Victoria um, and you know, obviously even going through to New South Wales now with their restrictions being increased, it's, it's, there's you know, some really tough times out there. So right now, if we can make the sport as exciting as possible and enjoyable to watch, that's number one. Um, but I do think that engagement with the fans I think uh, you know uh, my eyes were definitely opened up when I started streaming just the, the interest and actually how um, you know by the end of it it was really it didn't matter which driver you went for they're just passionate about our sport so I think if we can find ways to, to engage them and actually interact with them more um, you know I'm, I'm open to it I think that um, even between events I think more fan engagement would be good to try and keep that traction but um, yeah, t- TV, the landscape's changing a lot. Streaming services are, are uh, you know, taking over at the moment, but there's always going to be a place for live sport, for sure. Um, where that ends up, on what platform, uh, I, don't, I don't know yet. Well, yeah, looking back on track again, got Hidden Valley coming up again this weekend. Uh, how do you think the team will go this week? And then looking a little further down the track, there's been talk about the Bathurst date being changed. Yeah, what do you think about finishing the season at Bathurst? Yeah, I mean the Bathurst one that that keeps uh, keeps changing. I think that at the moment the calendar will just continue to evolve, and, and we'll have to keep it up into the situation. And you know, who knows what's going to happen in a couple of months' time? So I think you know everything's confirmed until it's not confirmed at the moment. Um, we've got Darwin this weekend. We know that. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I think that our I'm, I'm excited to try and improve our qualifying pace as well. I think that's something that we've been really motivated on all week is to try and get that better because our race pace was so strong. We want to be obviously further towards the front and, and be able to show what we can do with our pace. Um, so yeah, I mean, this weekend tires are different. I think we've got uh, six sets of soft tires for this weekend. So uh, tires shouldn't be an issue, but I hope that doesn't hurt the racing quality. Um, but, but yeah, I think 
price our focus on qualifying. Race pace is okay, but um, yeah, we obviously want to try and improve on on where we were on Sunday from last week and have a more consistent weekend. I think we finished tenth for the round, um, so we'd like to finish you know between five and ten somewhere in there um, at least, uh, so that when we go to Townsville, we're then looking at at being top five for the weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean for me. I've only done four events with this team, so we're still learning each other. And, and yeah, this weekend's going to be another steep learning curve, I'm sure. Strategy and working together is, is always difficult when relationships are new. But, um, yeah, it's it's awesome to be able to go back-to-back. And then as soon as this weekend's done, we're off to Townsville, which is awesome, another another double-header. So um, by the end of this, we're going to be very familiar and uh, I'm sure on top of our game. Oh, for sure. And with Townsville as well, the street circuit there, what do you think tyre deg is going to look like there and where do you think you guys are going to be? Uh, it's difficult. I mean, the AAA cars last year were quite strong, so I would hope that we're, we're strong as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I really don't know yet at the moment. And, uh, and to be honest, I haven't even looked into our tyre strategy yet for Townsville. We'll, uh, we'll get through this weekend first. Well, there we go. We look forward to it, Scotty. Scott Pye, thanks so much for joining us on the podium. No, thanks for the chat. Cheers, mate.